Hello everyone. Welcome to the MediaTek podcast. I'm your host Gaurav Chaudhary. This podcast series is in conversation with some of the finest minds in the world of technology. Every episode we talk to experts from MediaTek and its partners across a range of products and solutions from the mobile industry and automobile sector to health, entertainment and next generation wearables. The MediaTek podcast streams on MediaTek web channels on earshot.in, spotify.com, apple podcast, google podcast and a host of other platforms. In this episode we are delighted to have Rituparna Mandal, general manager MediaTek Bangalore. We're going to talk about 5G technologies, AI, machine learning and deep learning and the anticipated birth of new product value propositions and business models. Welcome to the show Rituparna. Thank you Gaurav. It's great to be here. Uh okay, let's start off with asking you a, a very basic question. Uh, if uh, and it's about something that is, you know, that that's in the news because that is this a technology that probably is going to impact our lives positively of course in the coming uh, weeks and months and years. Uh, it's about 5G. Now if we were to realize the true potential of 5G by combining it with new age technologies, say artificial intelligence, AI, machine learning and deep learning, it will be the birth of new product value propositions and business models. What is MediaTek's technology strategy to address this evolving ecosystem? How does MediaTek become part of this rapidly evolving ecosystem that that as we said is going to impact our lives positively in the coming years? Um yeah Gaurav so I think you know uh, as we are all aware um 5G is the buzzword right that everyone is talking about and uh, you know it's 100 times faster than 4G uh, not only that it delivers ultra low latency and ultra reliable highly secure connectivity right so that is 5G in itself but when you combine 5G technology with AI ML and DL you know like you mentioned uh, whether uh, artificial intelligence machine learning and deep learning yeah what it can do or what it has a potential to do is really you know unlock the power of intelligent computing mm-hmm. and to drive innovation across industries not you right. know limited to one uh, uh, particular area Uh, mm-hmm. so what are these uh, you know some of these examples right it will enable enterprises to make better data driven decisions right it will mm. provide a uh, precise real time and predictive analytics uh, which will mm. enable better customer experience so when you go mm. uh, you know when someone is doing online shopping and uh, you know someone is choosing uh, let's say a particular health product it will have mm. uh, you know continuous ai running in the background to help you make the right choice uh, you know for yourself mm. based on your experience mm. and mm-hmm. of course uh, you know uh, when you bring in edge computing and uh, user centric network technologies uh, that will also popularize yeah. intelligent applications uh, and that will go beyond you know across segments uh, right uh and when right. we talk about segments we're talking about autonomous vehicles asset tracking robotic factories uh remote surgeries uh, in the healthcare uh, you know remote surgeries is already uh, a reality but it will become more and more uh, a reality uh, moving forward with these technologies put together and of course supply chain management right. uh, cloud gaming uh, you know is a big big uh, area where this will have a great impact 
content delivery, smart homes, you know, these are some of the leading cases uh, of the combination of these technologies. Right, right. And uh, you asked me about MediaTek, right? Uh, You know, how we are uh, kind of addressing this evolving uh, ecosystem. Of course, you know, uh, as we are aware, MediaTek has been one of the leaders or forerunners, I would say, in Mm. 5G technology development, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We are committed to over 100 billion NTD in uh, 5G mm. R&D to date that uh, translates to about 3.3 billion USD, right? And uh, it is because mm. of this mm. uh, investment in R&D that we have been able to kind of stay ahead of the game, right? And uh, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 5G is not, you know, something where we are uh, playing this technology game for the first time. We have a long track record mm. of, uh, you know, research and development achievements, which include the 3GPP mm-hmm. uh, involvement in the 5G and Cellular Standards Consortium and a growing broad 5G-enabled product range. That is one of the, uh, you know, strengths, right. I would say, of the company. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so far, actually, yeah, MediaTek yeah. has established an ecosystem of 100-plus global 5G operators, industry partners, and global mm-hmm. brands. And uh, 25 mm. plus uh, 5G technology firsts with global operators. Right. Mm. So I think mm. you know we are mm. uh, as a company, MediaTek is highly prepared and uh, you know ready to push the boundaries uh, on uh, you know what this evolving ecosystem uh, has for us. If you could tell us more about the the MediaTek R&D facility in Bengaluru and how is that it has been uh, contributing to the global scheme of things, uh, both for MediaTek as well as in the uh, larger technology space. Right. So uh, in uh, Bangalore, uh, you know what we have is um, uh, basically it's a it's a pretty big uh, you know R and D center, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, both hardware and uh, software development that is happening here uh, in the Bangalore uh, center, right? Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. a lot of the 5G, uh, you know, uh, Dimensity chipsets uh, that have been developed, a lot of the core work, uh, whether it is in hardware uh, on the SOC design, the system on a chip design, or uh, in the CPU, the processor design itself, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Going down to the... uh, SRAM, the memory technology that goes, you know, which is a building block that goes into these CPUs and the mm-hmm. SSCs, a lot of that has been actually uh, done out of here. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about absolutely leading edge technology development that is mm-hmm. happening at the Bangalore Center. And mm-hmm. uh, this is on the hardware side. Even on the software side, a lot of 5G, uh, you know, software, um, uh, modem software actually has been developed here as well. And mm-hmm. the way, so the multi-generational workforce that we have in Bangalore, uh, you know, which spans across uh, industry experts, which have over, let's say, you know, 15 plus to 20 plus years of experience down to uh, fresh cra- campus graduates, right? So that's a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pretty big span uh, in terms of generations that we have working here. That the overall, this, you know, vibrant center has been an invaluable asset to the overall MediaTek story. Right. Mm, and mm. of course, uh, it serves as a technology innovation center uh, where, uh, you know, we work together to create solutions for emerging market requirements. And mm. uh, this is done in partnership across, uh, you know, uh, different centers. So it's, of course, right. you know, Bangalore can't be the only one uh, who is doing this. So we work very mm-hmm. closely 
with Taiwan, with US, uh, you know, sometimes even with our European counterparts on the software side, on 5G software side, to, uh, mm. you know, evolve the strategies and evolve the solutions that cater mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, the emerging market. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I think, you know, uh, when you talk about R&D center, um, if, if you look at it, the why this has been possible is also because of the regular reskilling and upskilling programs mm-hmm. that we have internally, right? Um, yeah. And not only internally, also in association with universities to, uh, you know, prepare the workforce uh, for working on these technologies. And Absolutely. we conduct, uh, you know, regular leadership workshops, HR camps to nurture a culture, uh, you know, that uh, blends with the current social, economic and cultural aspects, right? So, um, yeah, I think That's that right. is, uh, you know, that is how the Bangalore Centre plays a role. Absolutely. And, and how does the India market fare when it comes to talent and operational excellence? How are we looking at boosting the talent acquisition to support and supplement this great run at MediaTek? Yeah, so uh, I mean, if you if you kind of uh, uh, look at it, right? Overall, uh, India is the world's largest population of young people, right? And right, right. Uh, according to the UNFPA projections, we will mm-hmm. continue to have one of the youngest populations in the world, not for too long, but till uh, twenty thirty uh, at least, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. if we just look at some statistics, you know, we have about uh, nine thirty five thousand students who were enrolled in computer science engineering mm-hmm. and about uh, mm-hmm. 611,000 students enrolled for electronics engineering just in the academic year 2020, right? And this is mm-hmm. these are just uh, some sample numbers and, you know, we have uh, these kind of numbers uh, enrolling uh, every year, uh, roughly, right? So the engineering workforce, so to say, is a continuous okay. uh, increasing one. Right. In, uh, you know, uh, the number Mm -hmm. of graduates that we have uh, from college. Right. So, of course, this makes India the hottest Mm -hmm. uh, destination for international companies, you know, uh, like MediaTek uh, for R&D and operational uh, excellence capabilities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have, uh, if I look at Bangalore, you know, because that is where I have been uh, in my last 25 years uh, in my career. And Mm -hmm. I started off my career with Mm -hmm. TI. So when TI set up its center uh, way mm. back in the 80s, right now it's almost 35 years uh, since the center ha- you know, has been there. Mm. Uh, I can safely say that there's not a single semiconductor company that doesn't have a footprint uh, here you know, in mm. Bangalore, right? Mm. So what I was saying, it's not only the engineering talent, uh, you know, that is being, uh, that is coming out in the universities, right? It's not mm-hmm. only the fresh talent, but it is because of the many years of the semiconductor industry being uh, here, uh, you know, mm-hmm. for 35 plus years now, mm-hmm. the kind of skill set and talent that has developed over all these years is mm. actually ideal to create new technologies and solutions which are mm. ideal for the semiconductor uh, market in India, which is a big buzzword now, right? And right, with right. a lot of government uh, focus on it and mm. uh, with the Make in India focus, I mm. think the time is ripe when, you know, this skill set and talent uh, that has been developed can mm. start things on their own and start creating indigenous products or indigenous solutions you know mm. in the semiconductor space so right, right. Uh, you know i think we're living in very exciting times uh, I absolutely say. indeed it's a very exciting phase globally as well as the digital landscape is 
evolving fast and leading technologies are you know powering billions of connected devices uh, where does the ubiquitous chipset technology see itself progressing in the near future yeah so that is uh, <laughs> i think you know uh, if we look at it uh, uh, i mean we've had moore's law there forever yeah. right i mean now yeah and uh, every year uh, and i come from a uh, you know i come from a standard cells background right so i come mm-hmm. from a very transistor centric background so mm-hmm. almost every other year um, you know we kind of think that okay that, uh, there is doomsday predictions mm. right for mm. the industry mm. that okay you know you can't go further down and mm. uh, um, but it just seems like you know we are um, we are at a phase where uh, you know there is there is never ending uh, technology innovation where mm. we are going to go further down uh, in terms of nanometers if i would right. say right i mean mm. uh, before the finfet uh, era you know we thought that okay it's going to be almost impossible to design anything you know um, right. uh, further down but you know we went into 7 nanometers we went to 5 nanometers at mediatek right now we are working on 3 nanometer technology right and starting to look mm. at 2 nanometer as well Mm-hmm. and even in the bangalore center in fact you know yeah, uh, yeah. we are working on that uh, so uh, one is from the technology side and the manufacturability side right mm-hmm. i mean where you can get um, uh, you know um, uh, more integrated uh, chips with mm-hmm. you know with much more transistors much more features you know that that trend will continue right, right. but mm-hmm. uh, on the other hand i think you know uh, what is also happening is that uh we have technologies that are uh, slightly older and which mm. will stay for longer right mm. and mm. Uh, we will find ways to make use of that technology mm. to stay mm. you to have a longer run right uh, mm. you know mm. from the overall economics point of view but mm. i think uh, you know overall across the world just like you mentioned gorov that uh, mm. you know digitization as such right it has mm. become mm-hmm. it's more of a you know you can't imagine anything without digitization anymore right 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 uh, i right. mean if you look at even uh, newest things like you know the whole um, you know the bitcoin the multiverse uh, mm. you know all these mm. things at at some point you would think that you know are these science fiction mm. words right but right, we right. know that this is no longer science fiction and this is what the reality really is and right. to make those things a reality the only thing you know uh, uh, that is going to help is all these you know is semiconductors right, right. and is uh, the technology that mediatek you know companies like mediatek i would say are working on mm-hmm. uh, you know to uh, really make it true so i don't see any end to this uh, you know industry so to say i mean it is only going to become more and more it has to become more and more efficient and mm-hmm. we have to find more innovative ways um, you know to make it more sustainable uh, is what i would say right absolutely so, uh, yeah yeah I, i think you know so there is uh, there is a future but i think you know uh, the other thing also is that uh, 
a little bit we talked about ai ml along with mm. side tree in the yes. product space but mm. i think ai ml will also play a big part and a big role in the way we develop technology as well right so if right. you look at it you know earlier when we used to do uh, when we used to do chip design of course you know uh, many years ago it was all hand uh, placing mm. out right we mm. moved away from that we had eda tools which were doing it for us and now mm. we are actually having uh, you know ai driven uh, mm. uh, you know uh, chip design as well right right But right right bandwidth is used for only very um uh, very critical technical problems right the right. majority part of the thing is you know uh, is probably still uh, can be done by ai to a large extent so those Absolutely. are some of the things uh, you know is going to make a big difference or changing the landscape uh, that we work in right and you know finally with 5g in play uh, the technology realm in india will witness some massive transformation and some of these which probably we can anticipate taking place in the very near future what are some of the new technology trends that you foresee with the arrival of 5g in india so i think you know once uh, the it's completely rolled out uh, 5g will help unlock the next level of economic growth right uh, i don't think we we ourselves have a, a very good understanding of you know the quantum leap that we will see Right? right today it's almost uh, uh, you know not perceivable in a way uh, the diverse use cases through performance edge computing network slicing uh, and inherent security right i mean various various use cases mm. more importantly i think what it will lead to is a smarter and more connected world right yeah. so there will be real time gathering and sharing of information like that mm. is already happening today you know uh, mm. and i mean we all know the moment someone goes to a restaurant and eats a, a you know nice um, dish it's out mm-hmm. there on facebook right i mean those kind of things it's like you know it will just become probably more and more real time right, right or right. Uh, i mean on a more um, real use case in in terms of uh, i mean if if you just look at it right if, since we're talking about india a couple of decades ago when you went to the market uh, you know mm. just a normal market of course you wouldn't see any any of those market vendors with phones in their hands right mm. now you can't imagine right you just cannot imagine going to any of these markets without any of the vendors having a um, you know a mobile phone in their hand more importantly most likely it will be a smartphone right mm. it will be a smartphone which will have a upi interface where you can yeah. payments not only mm. that they are getting real time updates on whether let's say you know um, the vegetable has been uh, has come in the bigger market or let's say mm. you know fish has been caught you know those kind of things it's it is impacting even ordinary lives is what i would say right absolutely uh, and, and i think that is what is exciting for me more than the you know other part of it right so yeah. it is where you can make a more connected world where you know it really benefits and empowers ordinary lives right mm-hmm. and uh, of course you know it will help strengthen education healthcare uh you know we saw during the pandemic you know everyone all, all children moved to online but really making classrooms accessible you know mm. to the remotest mm. parts of the country is going to be a reality if 5g you know rolls out across the board right, right. of course healthcare we talked about in terms of remote surgeries remote uh, uh you know consultation that is already happening but again mm. going to 
I think going to parts of the country, especially in a country like India, where mm. it is not, uh, you know, where you couldn't reach otherwise, mm. uh, that mm. is what is going to drive the difference. Mm. And of course, agriculture, logistics, infrastructure sectors. So mm. 5G is expected to form the backbone of all these emerging technologies, right? Right, right, and right. Again, you have Internet of Things, right, where you have machine-to-machine mm. communications, and so you know this whole thing of your you really having. Starting with a smart home, right? You mm-hmm. can yeah. uh, remotely um, control your home. You know, you want to switch on the geyser, you want to switch off the lights, you want to all those things. I mean, just making it more. Uh, you, know, I think a lot of this was already capable, but really mm. making it real time, where the consumer experience, where the user experience becomes, uh, you know, a good one rather than mm. you know a very slow one where there was latency earlier. That is what is going to change. It's going to be a, become a reality as part of your life, right? Right, and right. Of course, you know. Then you know. Then when you start with a smart home, you that leads into the smart city, right? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. We have so many smart city projects in India. For that to become a reality, it five G has to be the backbone. Uh, you know, of right. these kind of things, including right. driverless vehicles. Um, you know, uh, autonomous vehicles and things like that. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, while I'm talking on this topic on the 5G smartphone adoption specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the prediction right now is that it will reach about 400 million smartphones in 2026 from the current number or I think last year's number, which was 300 million, right? So that's yeah. just 100 million smartphones growth in about five years, which is massive, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just like we talked about the market vendors and, you know, it, it mm. is with every single person having a smartphone and with 5G on it, I think there is no end to the kind of uh, new business scenarios, new technology uh, technology uh, scenarios that you will be able to see uh, across yeah. uh, shopping, entertainment, uh, you know, learning, healthcare, gaming, all these things will, uh, you know, just leverage the technology uh, in you know, in in phases or in manners that we have not seen today. Right, right. Absolutely. Now, thank you so much, uh, Ritu Parna, for this very wonderful and deep insights and also helping us crystal ball gaze into what the future could look like. Thank you so much for taking the time out and dropping by to have this conversation. Thanks a lot, Gaurav. It was my pleasure.